Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Sharnake's Motivational Breeze. I can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Rocket Pockets and Radio Public. Today I want to breeze you motivation, how to effectively help students who are hearing impaired and provide adaptations in the school environment. Our ears funnel sounds to our brains so that we can hear. When we purposefully pay attention to some sounds rather than others, we listen. If people cannot hear or listen well enough to fully understand what is said, then using visual cues in the environment can help them access information. The amount of background noise in the classroom can also affect listening and should be minimized for best understanding. Now I want to give you three scenarios of different children who are hearing impaired and how in terms of their readiness for school and potential challenges in a typical classroom setting. John was identified at one month with a 50 decibel hearing loss in both ears. John began wearing hearing aids during a walking hours before he was two months old. With much support from his parents and services from early intervention, John's language development was equal to or better than other children his age. He was a confident communicator at home and with friends. By age three, John was ready for preschool. Sam was identified at one month with a 35 decibel hearing loss. Sam didn't always wear his hearing aids. He was not talking by 18 months and it was found that his hearing loss had increased to 80 decibel. By the time Sam was three, he was very behind in language development. His family talked and sometimes used signs. Sam needed a preschool experience for intensive work on his language skills. David. David was identified one month with an 85 decibel hearing loss. David wore hearing aids regularly and his family communicated mainly in sign language. By age of three, David's language understanding via sign was similar to the language development of other children his age that didn't have hearing loss. His ability to express himself if was a little delayed. David was ready for preschool experience with other children who communicated with sign language. He was later used a sign language interpreter in a regular education classroom setting. Now, what are adaptations? How do we make effective adaptations to the classroom environment? We first need to consider individual adaptations for each child. Adaptation level the playing field for children with hearing challenges. Every learner should be able to fully access educational information in the classroom. Challenge and appropriate classroom adaptation will vary depending on a child's age. We can use a, a scenario of someone who is diabetic, someone who takes insulin. Would you give insulin to every child? who is not diabetic. No, you wouldn't. So we have to provide the services needed for individual child. Now, challenges to classroom communication for children with hearing loss. 
learning at home is different than learning at school. At home, most people are within a few feet of each other as they communicate. It is often pretty quiet and there are only a few people together. In the school, there is a large room, there are many children present and it is noisy. Children learn from their teachers and from other children. Children without learning hearing loss can listen across distance, even when it's noisy. They can catch the fast-paced conversation of other children, even if it is only a whisper. They can listen, learn, and hold a conversation even when they aren't watching who is talking and it is noisy. And these conditions are changing all the time. Communication is very important. Communication under some or all of these conditions can be very difficult for children with hearing impaired. The challenges of each child should be considered for necessary adaptations in the classroom. These adaptations should be included in the student's IEP, the student's individualized educational plan or the 504 plan. Teachers for hearing impaired students and audiologists who work in the schools can help and should help to, to evaluate a child's learning environment and make recommendations. It is very important that we do so. Now, there are a lot of classroom considerations that help most students. Previously, I have had several conversations with teachers who have students who are of hearing impaired. And what they told me is very, very synonymous. Keep the classroom door closed to minimize noise in the hallway from interfering with learning. Teacher avoiding standing in front of a window so that his or her face can be seen without glare from the sun or outside distractions. All new direction concepts and information should be presented from the front of the room, not when the teacher is moving between decks or during noisy classroom transition times. Adhere to the classroom routine. If a student misses something, they will be better able to predict what they should be doing or what will happen next. Maintain quiet lecture times and classroom discussions when students will be expected to understand information. And of course, during classroom discussion, ask students to speak one at a time. Summarize key points made by students, answering our comments during class discussions. Write assignments on the board, including textbook page numbers. The class will be turned into in each lesson period. If a visual is used, like a map, a graph, or a projected image, allow the students a chance to look at the visual. Describe what they are seeing. Provide short silences so that they can process the meaning of both the visual and what is being said. Now finally, let us look at classroom adaptation that will help and has been helping students who are hearing impaired to listen better. Assigning children to classroom that have acceptable acoustics. Open plan schools are not appropriate setting for children with hearing loss or where auditory learners are. Noisy ventilation system, rooms next to noisy gym or band areas and classroom that lacks acoustic ceiling tile and or carpeting are likely to add the child's listening and learning challenges. Make sure the child's hearing aids 
are implanted are functioning each day. A school staff member should be responsible for checking devices daily and or for working with the student as they gain responsibility for performing daily checks of their own devices. Students who are unable to repeat 90% or more of words in the background noise should be considered for personal FM devices that works with their own hearing aids or implants. The teacher wears a microphone transmitter and the child is able to hear the teacher voice through the FM device as though he or she was speaking only a few inches from the student's ear. It is very important that we provide our children with the necessary classroom adaptations that will help them to be effective learners in the classroom. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Shawnee Kay's Motivational Breeze. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Shauna Kay's Motivational Breeze. I can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Rocket Pockets, and Radio Public. Today I want to breeze you motivation, how to effectively help students who are hearing impaired and provide adaptations in the school environment. Our ears funnel sounds to our brains so that we can hear. When we purposefully pay attention to some sounds rather than others, we listen. If people cannot hear or listen well enough to fully understand what is said, then using visual cues in the environment can help them access information. The amount of background noise in the classroom can also affect listening and should be minimized for best understanding. Now I want to give you three scenarios of different children who are hearing impaired and how in terms of their readiness for school and potential challenges in a typical classroom setting. John was identified at one month with a 50 decibel hearing loss in both ears. John began wearing hearing aids during a walking hours before he was two months old. With much support from his parents and services from early intervention, John's language development was equal to or better than other children his age. He was a confident communicator at home and with friends. By age three, John was ready for preschool. Sam was identified at one month with a 35 decibel hearing loss. Sam didn't always wear his hearing aids. He was not talking by 18 months and it was found that his hearing loss had increased to 80 decibel. By the time Sam was three, he was very behind in language development. His family talked and sometimes used signs. Sam needed a preschool experience for intensive work on his language skills. David. David was identified one month with an 85 decibel hearing loss. David wore hearing aids regularly and his family communicated mainly in sign language. By age of three, David's language understanding via sign was similar to the language development of other children his age that didn't have hearing loss. His ability to express himself if was a little delayed. David was ready for preschool experience with other children who communicated with sign language. 
he was later used a sign language interpreter in a regular education classroom setting. Now, what are adaptations? How do we make effective adaptations to the classroom environment? We first need to consider individual adaptations for each child. Adaptation level the playing field for children with hearing challenges. Every learner should be able to fully access educational information in the classroom. Challenge and appropriate classroom adaptation will vary depending on a child's age. We can use a, a scenario of someone who is diabetic, someone who takes insulin. Would you give insulin to every child? who is not diabetic? No, you wouldn't. So we have to provide the services needed for individual child. Now, challenges to classroom communication for children with hearing loss. Learning at home is different than learning at school. At home, most people are within a few feet of each other as they communicate. It is often pretty quiet and there are only a few people together. In the school, there is a large room, there are many children present, and it is noisy. Children learn from their teachers and from other children. Children without learning hearing loss can listen across distance, even when it's noisy. They can catch the fast-paced conversation of other children, even if it is only a whisper. They can listen, learn, and hold a conversation even when they aren't watching who is talking and it is noisy. And these conditions are changing all the time. Communication is very important. Communication under some or all of these conditions can be very difficult for children with hearing impaired. The challenges of each child should be considered for necessary adaptations in the classroom. These adaptations should be included in the student's IEP, the student's individualized educational plan or the 504 plan. Teachers for hearing impaired students and audiologists who work in the schools can help and should help to, to evaluate a child's learning environment and make recommendations. It is very important that we do so. Now, there are a lot of classroom considerations that help most students. Previously, I have had several conversations with teachers who have students who are of hearing impaired. And what they told me is very, very synonymous. Keep the classroom door closed to minimize noise in the hallway from interfering with learning. Teacher avoiding standing in front of a window so that his or her face can be seen without glare from the sun or outside distractions. All new direction concepts and information should be presented from the front of the room, not when the teacher is moving between decks or during noisy classroom transition times. Adhere to the classroom routine. If a student misses something, they will be better able to predict what they should be doing or what will happen next. Maintain quiet lecture times and classroom discussions when students will be expected to understand information. And of course, during classroom discussion, ask students to speak one at a time. Summarize key points made by students, answering our comments during class discussions. Write assignments on the board, including textbook page numbers. The class will be turned into in each lesson period.
If a visual is used like a map, a graph, or a projected image, allow the students a chance to look at the visual. Describe what they are seeing. Provide short silences so that they can process the meaning of both the visual and what is being said. Now, finally, let us look at classroom adaptation that will help and has been helping students who are hearing impaired to listen better. Assigning children to classroom that have acceptable acoustics. Open plan schools are not appropriate setting for children with hearing loss or where auditory learners are. Noisy ventilation system, rooms next to noisy gym or band areas and classroom that lacks acoustic ceiling tile and or carpeting are likely to add the child's listening and learning challenges. Make sure the child's hearing aids are implanted or functioning each day. A school staff member should be responsible for checking devices daily and or for working with the student as they gain responsibility for performing daily checks of their own devices. Students who are unable to repeat 90% or more of words in the background noise should be considered for personal FM devices that works with their own hearing aids or implants. The teacher wears a microphone transmitter and the child is able to hear the teacher voice through the FM device as though he or she was speaking only a few inches from the student's ear. It is very important that we provide our children with the necessary classroom adaptations that will help them to be effective learners in the classroom. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Shauna Kay's Motivational Breeze. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Shauna Kay's Motivational Breeze. I can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Rocket Pockets and Radio Public. Today I want to breeze you motivation, how to effectively help students who are hearing impaired and provide adaptations in the school environment. Our ears funnel sounds to our brains so that we can hear. When we purposefully pay attention to some sounds rather than others, we listen. If people cannot hear or listen well enough to fully understand what is said, then using visual cues in the environment can help them access information. The amount of background noise in the classroom can also affect listening and should be minimized for best understanding. Now I want to give you three scenarios of different children who are hearing impaired and how in terms of their readiness for school and potential challenges in a typical classroom setting. John was identified at one month with a 50 decibel hearing loss in both ears. John began wearing hearing aids during a walking hours before he was two months old. With much support from his parents and services from early intervention, John's language development was equal to or better than other children his age. He was a confident communicator at home and with friends. By age three, John was ready for preschool. Sam was identified at one month 
with a 35 decibel hearing loss. Sam didn't always wear his hearing aids. He was not talking by 18 months and it was found that his hearing loss had increased to 80 decibels. By the time Sam was three, he was very behind in language development. His family talked and sometimes used signs. Sam needed a preschool experience for intensive work on his language skills. David. David was identified one month with an 85 decibel hearing loss. David wore hearing aids regularly and his family communicated mainly in sign language. By age of three, David's language understanding via sign was similar to the language development of other children his age that didn't have hearing loss. His ability to express himself if was a little delayed. David was ready for preschool experience with other children who communicated with sign language. He was later used a sign language interpreter in a regular education classroom setting. Now, what are adaptations? How do we make effective adaptations to the classroom environment? We first need to consider individual adaptations for each child. Adaptation level the playing field for children with hearing challenges. Every learner should be able to fully access educational information in the classroom. Challenge and appropriate classroom adaptation will vary depending on a child's age. We can use a, a scenario of someone who is diabetic, someone who takes insulin. Would you give insulin to every child? who is not diabetic. No, you wouldn't. So we have to provide the services needed for individual child. Now, challenges to classroom communication for children with hearing loss. Learning at home is different than learning at school. At home, most people are within a few feet of each other as they communicate. It is often pretty quiet and there are only a few people together. In the school, there is a large room, there are many children present and it is noisy. Children learn from their teachers and from other children. Children without learning hearing loss can listen across distance, even when it's noisy. They can catch the fast-paced conversation of other children, even if it is only a whisper. They can listen, learn, and hold a conversation even when they aren't watching who is talking and it is noisy. And these conditions are changing all the time. Communication is very important. Communication under some or all of these conditions can be very difficult for children with hearing impaired. The challenges of each child should be considered for necessary adaptations in the classroom. These adaptations should be included in the student's IEP, the student's individualized educational plan or the 504 plan. Teachers for hearing impaired students and audiologists who work in the schools can help and should help to, to evaluate a child's learning environment and make recommendations. It is very important that we do so. Now, there are a lot of classroom considerations that help most students. Previously, I have had several conversations with teachers who have students who are of hearing impaired. And what they told me is very, very synonymous. 
Keep the classroom door closed to minimize noise in the hallway from interfering with learning. Teacher avoiding standing in front of a window so that his or her face can be seen without glare from the sun or outside distractions. All new direction concepts and information should be presented from the front of the room, not when the teacher is moving between decks or during noisy classroom transition times. Adhere to the classroom routine. If a student misses something, they will be better able to predict what they should be doing or what will happen next. Maintain quiet lecture times and classroom discussions when students will be expected to understand information. And of course, during classroom discussion, ask students to speak one at a time. Summarize key points made by students, answering our comments during class discussions. Write assignments on the board, including textbook page numbers. The class will be turned into in each lesson period. If a visual is used, like a map, a graph, or a projected image, allow the students a chance to look at the visual. Describe what they are seeing. Provide short silences so that they can process the meaning of both the visual and what is being said. Now finally, let us look at classroom adaptation that will help and has been helping students who are hearing impaired to listen better. Assigning children to classroom that have acceptable acoustics. Open plan schools are not appropriate setting for children with hearing loss or where auditory learners are. Noisy ventilation system, rooms next to noisy gym or ban areas and classroom that lacks acoustic ceiling tile and or carpeting are likely to add the child's listening and learning challenges. Make sure the child's hearing aids are implanted or functioning each day. A school staff member should be responsible for checking devices daily and or for working with the student as they gain responsibility for performing daily checks of their own devices. Students who are unable to repeat 90% or more of words in the background noise should be considered for personal FM devices that works with their own hearing aids or implants. The teacher wears a microphone transmitter and the child is able to hear the teacher voice through the FM device as though he or she was speaking only a few inches from the student's ear. It is very important that we provide our children with the necessary classroom adaptations that will help them to be effective learners in the classroom. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Shawnee Kay's Motivational Breeze. Thank you.